Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Tonight we're going to talk about falling. So, when we think about falling, it's scary sometimes, right? Does anybody intentionally decide they want to fall? But if you really think about it, there are times that we willingly basically fall. There are people who jump from planes and they fall on purpose. There are people who get on roller coasters and they're falling down the hills. I don't care what you call it, that's what you're doing. You're falling down the hill. So as I thought more and more about falling and being scared and and how it, it can stress us when we fall, I started thinking about it's really not so much, kind of like that phrase today it brought to my mind, it's not so much the falling Because there can be some excitement in the fall, but it's the landing that's dangerous, right? Most people who jump out of planes, it's not in the midst of the fall that they get hurt. It's when they attempt to land, right? You know, if you think about it, the landing is the scary part. The falling can be rather exciting if you like that. Now, I'm not someone who likes to fall down hills or get on roller coasters, so that's not exciting to me in any way, shape, or form. But that part can be exhilarating. It's kind of like when you jump off and and you dive into water. Do you worry about your landing when you're jumping in the water? Usually not, because you know that there's safety, as long as the water's deep enough, that when you jump in the water, the water kind of just takes you in. It's not a, a hardship. But if you don't jump in the water right, and we used to call them, you know, when I was growing up, belly busters. And for some reason, there were some of the young fellows in our neighborhood who thought that was fun. I'm not sure why, but they would see who could get the reddest belly from just belly busting flat into the water. But to me, that was painful. So the intent of every time I jumped in the water was to make sure that did not happen. So there's times when we jump and we hit wrong and it can be painful. Have you ever just tumbled over something and in the midst of falling, what's your thoughts? This is gonna hurt. <laughs> I'm going to break something. Yeah. So, you know, I had a lovely experience of reaching to feel for a light switch and did not realize there was two steps in between me and where that light switch was. And, and when I just completely thudded down on the ground, I didn't even have time to kind of contemplate because my brain cannot catch up to what it was happening to me because I was reaching for a light switch and now I am thud on the ground. So sometimes our mind don't have time to catch up with the fall, right? But when it does and we get to make the choice, there are times that we'll choose not to fall. 
right? So what about falling in love? That could be scary too. <laughs> now, if, if we're being like completely, like I don't believe there's true like falling in love as by the terms of what the world sees it. I believe that loving people is a choice, but I do believe there is a point before you reach real love that you have that falling in love emotional moment with people. That head over heels, you're going to go all in to see if it becomes love. So in that, you experience the excitement of falling in love, right? Is that not... You know, I've had some relationships that didn't work out very well, but generally in the beginning, most of them were rather exciting. It was, you know, infatuating and and it was all these rush of emotions and you were, you know, had the giggles sometimes just when they called you or when you were around each other. It was just nice. But I also know, and, and I've met people who they choose they would rather not experience love because they're afraid to fall in love because they're afraid of how the landing will happen right because let's just be honest we can put ourselves out there but does that mean each relationship's going to work i've had a few that turned out rather sadly and badly and and the landing was rather crash and burn but in it There was always something that I learned or that I grew from. So I feel like it's sad when people say that they're afraid to fall in love because they're afraid they'll get hurt. Because sometimes we have to just jump, right? So as I started thinking about us jumping and thinking about Jesus, there's a phrase a lot of times people um, like to throw out there is having a leap of faith. A leap of faith. So what do you think it means to have a leap of faith? I'm going to believe it's going to be a good thing. Believe it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, just jumping in. The big part about this is, is there are people in the world who don't know Jesus who take what they call a leap of faith, Right? And when they take a leap of faith, it's a big faith because they're trusting in something they don't even believe in. But as children of God, when we say we take a leap of faith, well, what's our faith? Is our faith about us believing what we already know? Is our faith about us seeing all the end results and knowing what's ahead? Faith is about us trusting God when we haven't seen it yet. Faith is about us knowing that there is a big God that if he calls us and he tells us to leap, who's going to catch us? He is. So for as a child of God to take a leap of faith, Doesn't mean it's not scary. Doesn't mean I might not be a little anxious about it. But to take a true leap of faith is really should not terrify me because I know that I'm leaping towards my God. And my God's who's going to catch me, right? 
If you remember playing the trust game, has anybody in here not played the trust game? Where some unwilling participant, usually in a class or a meeting that you're in that you don't know, stands behind you, and you're supposed to trust some stranger most of the time to catch you. That is, no, that is the worst, that is the worst icebreaker ever invented for a group of strangers. I've done it with our kids, but usually what I do is I have someone stand behind a chair and have a chair behind them and they just got to sit in the chair. They even got to trust somebody, they just got to trust the chair is going to be there. And we still have kids who won't just sit in the chair. Because it takes faith, right? You have to have faith. So for us, when we play the trust game, when there's a call on our life, it's not about trusting us. See, when we do the trust game with God, God's the one standing behind you saying, I got you. So when we choose not to fall, who are we not trusting? God. That's a big stab to the heart, right? Because generally what we try to say is, oh, well, well, you know, I would, but, you know, it's just me and, and I'm not talented there and that's just not my calling. And, you know, I, I don't think God's asked me to, do, you know, we have a hundred reasons of excuses on why we don't fall. But the truth is, it's because we don't trust God to catch us. It's not about us. But we don't want to say that because we're not, you know, good Christian people don't say we don't trust God. Right? That's well, There's times in our face where the Holy Spirit is going to nudge us to jump, to take a leap of faith which to us may look like a fall with a very bad landing. Can I tell y'all, when the Lord put it on my heart to, to start finding the more ministries, it sounded great in theory and thought to my wonderful husband said, you know, that means you got to put yourself out there, right? Like you got to get your picture taken. You got to do videos. You got to stand in front of people. Like it's, you've got to put you out there. And I thought, oh yeah, I don't think, yeah, um, maybe that's not what God's telling me to do because my kids say they'll never have proof of me existing when I die because there's no pictures of me, you know. So and some people may think that's funny, but that, to me, the legal part, the paperwork part, all that kind of stuff, while time consuming and I had to learn a lot, that wasn't the struggle. It was that I was going to have to put myself out there <laughs> and trust God that this is really what he asked me to do. And a lot of people may think that's not much, but for me, that was, a, that, that was difficult. And, and for you, there's going to be difficult times. God's going to ask you to go talk to that stranger. God's going to put on your heart to give that last $5 to somebody. And you still got four more days before you get paid and you ain't even got another penny to dig out from underneath your couch. And it's going to take a leap of faith. So I wanted us to look 
as some people in the Bible who had to take some leaps of faith. Okay. Can you imagine living in the safety of your family and God shows up one day and he says, I want you to look out as far as you can see. It all could be yours. It can't be yours. But what I want you to do today is I want you to pack up everything you got. And I want you to go. Because I'm going to give you this really great place. But I'm not going to tell you where that place is or how long it's going to take you to get there or how dangerous the journey may be. But I need you to leave all your family behind, pack up what you've got and just go. Does that take a leap of faith? That's what Abraham did. God asked Abraham to get up and go. And I'm just going to be real honest with you. Nowhere in the Bible did I read where he told Sarah. Sarah just had, I mean, to me, I, just, I think about those kind of things. I try to put myself in their shoes. So God spoke to Abraham and Sarah's wife, and it affected Sarah. And Sarah had to pack up everything, leave everything and all the safety to go travel to places they knew could take her at the word of Abraham. I love my husband. But, you know, there's a lot of times he tells me things and I'm like, all right. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to need you to show me. Like, Lord, I, I, I trust him and I, I hear. But, you know, you know, he has him here. So maybe he didn't hear you right. <laughs> maybe he's on the wrong frequency. So I'm going to need you to. And I laughingly say that, but I, I will tell you this. Most of the time when there's been big things coming in our family, God's had it on my heart long before it came to fruition. So when my husband comes and says, this is what God's put down, I'm like, okay, because God's already been working it in my spirit. Now, the Bible don't tell us that he, he conversed with Sarah in any way, shape, or form. But Sarah had to take a leap of faith and trust that Abraham heard God correctly and leave everything and go on this journey. Talk about falling and not knowing what your landing looks like takes a lot of faith. That's what I call a true leap of faith. All right, next we're going to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know about you, but they said the furnace was so hot that when they put them in the furnace, they died. And I find it always so interesting that before they go in the fire, they don't say, my God will deliver me. They say, my God is able. So they were willing to leap into the fiery flames, only knowing that God was able, but not knowing if he would. Because God nowhere speaks to them beforehand and says, I'm going to deliver you from the fire. See, there's many times in Scripture where people live on faith, but there's a lot of times in Scripture where God tells them, I'm going to send you here, but don't worry, I got you. I'm going to call you to this people, but don't worry, I got you. I read nowhere in Scripture where Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego ever are told by God, it's okay, walk into the fire. But they knew God could. They didn't know if He would, but they knew He could. And so they took a leap of faith and refused to worship an idol and trusted in their God. How many times 
over simply maybe getting our feelings hurt, we refuse to take a leap of faith. But I think if in the same regard, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego never thought about they were actually going to be walking into the flames. They just knew God was with them. Let's talk about Daniel. I don't know about you, but I have no desire to sleep with lions, even if they've been fed. And the practice was they would starve these lions so that when someone was thrown to them, they would just devour them, like just tear them apart. There'd be no evidence really left of them. And Daniel goes and sleeps with the lions. And I find it interesting that night that the king doesn't sleep all night because he's worried about Daniel. But yet Daniel in his faith goes. So he takes a leap of faith knowing that God's got him regardless. And then let's think about the disciples. So let's, let's look in, you know, it's not just Old Testament faith. Let's look at our disciples. Jesus shows up, talks to them, hasn't even done really any great, not to say he's not great in his own, but he hasn't performed any large miracles at this point. And he just talks with them and he teaches and he says, follow me. And they give up everything. They give up everything. We have the whole Bible to know all the marvelous things about God. And yet, when God speak to, speaks to us and says, leave that job, stay at this job, go talk to her, go do this. And yet we have a hard time giving up five minutes to follow. And yet the disciples took a huge leap of faith and forsook everything they knew to go follow this Jesus. Does that sound like a leap of faith? Are we even today willing to forsake everything and follow Jesus? Are we willing to take that leap of faith? And I'm not asking you because I think I'm like, I've got it together up here. And I'm like, yeah, I'll leap in. No, I'm going to tell you now, I, I'm, it terrifies me sometimes because in one breath, I say, Lord, I, I'm going to pray until you shake me and give me boldness and I can just take on the world for you. And then two seconds later, I'm going, but don't give me too much boldness and don't ask me to do nothing too outrageous. You know, in the same breath, you know, I'm like, shake this house. And I'm like, no, maybe just shake the chair a little bit. You know, <laughs> it, it's a desire for so much of God, but at the same time in your flesh, you have that little bit of, oh, well, if I do fully commit to this, what is it he's going to ask of me? And I'm learning along the way that I should not limit God based on what I think my limits are. Because I used to be a little bit better at praying that until he's shown me that what he asked me to do has nothing to do with what I think I'm equipped to do. It has everything to do with me being trustworthy of, of trusting Him. So I want us to think about this. Imagine, as a woman, all of us have some form of an issue of blood. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes. Sometimes it comes way too often. Sometimes it goes way too long. Sometimes it just disappears for a while. Sometimes it has a mind of its own. But I can't imagine, as a woman, having an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, for us in our society, it's not the same sentence to have an issue of blood for 12 years. Because while it may be painful and, and, and hard, we still could go out and be a part of this world. 
for this woman during this time, that meant she was isolated. And to go out or to not declare to someone her issue, she could be stoned. So imagine that you know there's a healer coming through. And your options are, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm just going to get to him in the fact that he'll heal me. But at the same time, if they catch me, I could die. That's a leap of faith. I don't know if I could think about having to risk my life to find healing. But then again, maybe at that point, you're so tired of living that it's okay to you, you give up on everything else. So that's the only hope that you have. But either way, it's a leap of faith. And then let's talk about old Peter. Peter gets a bad rap because he starts to sink. Let's just be honest. But Peter was not the only one on that boat. Can I just go ahead and declare that? He was not the only one on the boat, but he was the only one willing to take the leap of faith to say, if it's you, let me come out to you and get out the boat. Yes, he might have started to sink, but guess what else he knew? He knew that he had to take another leap of faith and say, Jesus, so that he could rescue him from his own self. We like the comfort that comes with where we are. There's comfort there. When we're asked to take a leap of faith, let's be honest, the jumping's not the hard part. It's the fact that we want to know where we're going to land, how we're going to land, and what that's going to look like. But for anyone who made a huge impact in the Scriptures, every leap of faith they took, it was with them not knowing, them not knowing what came next, them not knowing how the landing looked, but they did it anyway. So how can we take a leap of faith? What makes it different for a child of God to take a leap of faith than it does for anyone else in this world? Because we know who's going to catch us. And if it, even if it goes real bad, we know who can fix us. <laughs> that's right. But see, that's still in the catching. Even if it's on the other side, he still calls you. You know, when um, a lot of times with little kids, when you're at a pool, you'll see an adult in the water and they're kind of holding their hands out and they're telling them, just jump. I've got you. Just jump. I've got you. Right? Now, most of the time, the little kids, after a little hee-hawing around, They'll jump and they'll catch them and go under and come up and they just laugh and they have a good time. There's been a few times they've gone under and come up and they've not been so happy about it. But there's always typically one child that you'll see. And when I used to go camping, we stayed right up above where the pool was. And so I would go out there and have my quiet time. And then as the kids started pulling around, I would watch the families down there in the pool. And uh, there was usually, within a week's time span, there would always be that one little kid that they would beg and plead and beg and plead and try to get them to get in the water, and they just were not having it. They weren't having it. I don't know if they just weren't having it because they didn't like the water, or they just weren't having it because they did not trust that adult. They had already tricked them too many times, and they just weren't having it. I think about that when it comes to God. When it comes to the Holy Spirit nudging my heart. 
when he nudges my heart, am I going to stand on the side of that pool and walk back and forth and say, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Because when I do, all I'm saying is I don't trust you. Or am I going to stand there? And I know me, I'll at least take a few breaths and go, really? Do you really? You sure you got me? You're not going to blink. You're not going to look away. You got me. You really got me. And then I'm going to jump because I'm going to trust that my God's not going to call me to anything that does not serve his purpose. Did you catch that? I didn't say I'm not going to jump or when I jump, it's going to be safe. Didn't say there might not be a little water get up my nose in the process of the leaping into the pool. But I know that every bit of whatever I go through when I jump, because God told me to, that that leap is for His glory. And sometimes getting a little water up your nose just wakes you up and gives you something to share, right? Otherwise, it's kind of a, a dull moment. So how we as children of God can take the leap of faith is because our God is trustworthy. In Proverbs 3 and 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know why we don't want to leap? Because we want to do it by our rationale, our human eyes. And God says, you're seeing this and I'm seeing this big picture. You're seeing this small moment. But I know how this moment is going to play out in this big picture. So we can't lean to what we understand. Proverbs 3 and 6 then says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If we truly believe we're acknowledging him, and if we truly believe he directs our paths, then why in the world will we be afraid to take a leap of faith in the direction he tells us to go? It's because we don't truly believe. We're not truly trusting. In Romans 15 and 13, it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Joy and peace in believing. See, there's joy and peace when I believe that He is my hope, and through Him I have the power to do anything He asks of me. So leaping don't seem so scary. In Psalms 112, verse 7, he says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. I don't know what this year holds. And probably for the first time in most of our lives, all of us can honestly say we have no clue what this year holds. (laughs) If anything last year proved us is that we can't make any speculations. We don't know. We have no idea where it's going to go. We have no idea what's going to happen. Things that we've always held true to has completely been thrown up in the air. But what we do know is that we serve a God who's trustworthy. What we do know is in these last trying times, we're going to be asked to take leaps of faith. And what I do know is we can't stand before God with all of our earthly excuses on why we can't do it. Because it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the trust that we have in God. So I want to ask you, when God asks you to leap, will you risk the fall knowing that your landing is under His control?
Will you risk the fall knowing who's going to catch you? Whether it be this side or the other, you're in the loving arms of a loving Savior. He will not destroy you. He will not let you be forsaken. So who's ready to leap? Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to thank you, God, that we can trust you, that you are faithful, that you said you wouldn't forsake us. And Lord, we know that your word is true. I want to thank you, God, that you've given us examples of people in your word who stepped out, who took a leap of faith, knowing that you were in full control and that even though they couldn't see their landing, that you would be there to catch them when it came time. So Lord, help us, help us as your children to be willing to step out in faith, to take the leap of faith when you call us. Help us not to get ahead of you, but help us not to linger behind, but help us to stay in tune with you that when you say leap, that we will leap, not worried about our landing because we know that we serve an almighty God who will catch us every single time. So we just praise you and we just honor you in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. The Finding the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.